Dewey Do, a podcast discussing wealth management and financial planning. Hosted by the founder and CEO of Great Lakes Wealth, Dewey Steffen. Alongside radio personality, Kyle Bogey. Welcome in to episode four of the What Do We Do podcast coming to you from Great Lakes Wealth. I'm Kyle Bogey. Of course, we have the CEO of Great Lakes Wealth, Dewey Stefan, with me. And uh, I, I got to start by just simply wishing you uh, a happy belated Father's Day. I hope you're able to enjoy the day uh, you know, with your kids. I'm, I'm assuming so. Well, thanks, Bogey. Uh, it was a wonderful day for me, for sure. I've got three beautiful children, and we spent the day uh, together. You're going to find out as your baby grows and celebrates Father's Day down the road. You get some wonderful gifts, some ties, some t-shirts. It was a wonderful day. I'm very blessed. I've got three beautiful children, Jackson, James, and Jillian. And uh, a big shout out to them for uh, making my Father's Day extra special this year. Now, more important than that, what about you and your first? What about your first one? I I know most years, you know, obviously you want to spend some time with, with my own dad and, you know, maybe have a couple of beers, play some golf. Different this year where we kind of brought in, you know, very Various generations of uh, of bogan shoots, you know. So uh, he still has his dad, you know, around as my grandpa, obviously. And so we were able to get a late lunch and, and kind of hang out. And I'm going to take uh, take the old man out golfing this week as well. And of course, uh, Audrey uh, spoiled me a little bit too because I'm a, a first time father, and uh, you know, it's a big day for me. But it's definitely an, an interesting feeling that you are a part of the club. You know, I was on the outside looking in before, right. but now I'm I'm really included. So it was it was really cool for me. That's great. It's really it's. it's it's special. It's a it's a blessing. Um, obviously, for the wonderful mothers out there, we celebrate them on Mother's Day. But uh, as a father, you can only know what that feels like when you are one and embrace it. And uh, I'm glad you got to join the club. Okay, very exciting, uh, you know, to, to be able to do this, and I, I can't wait for many more moving forward. All right, we got a a jam packed uh, episode four. We're gonna jump into how you can go about protecting your portfolio a little bit later on this summer. And and I also want to dive in on the 401k, what you should be investing, how much, you know, potentially you're going to need later on in life. But overall, you know, I want to make sure for for newer listeners, people who are just downloading, subscribing, uh, you know, just what the What Do We Do podcast is all about. And it really is, we're trying to be informative. We're we're trying to make sure you have an understanding of exactly what you need to be doing. Uh, If you need to see a professional, like a guy, uh, you know, right here, Dewey Steph, um, who knows what he's doing and you know understands the market and everything? Y- you want to be ready and setting yourself up and making the right investments. And I think that's really what we're trying to accomplish here, right? I'm the guy doesn't know anything. You're the expert, and you're the one that people can trust. Well, appreciate that. You do know more than you uh, believe, or at least more <laughs> than you say you know. Uh, but we. You know, we take responsibility for what we have that comes out of this podcast, and we're very blessed to be in this situation to help. And the podcast came about because we wanted to give back to the community. Great Lakes Wealth's mission is to provide Wall Street solutions with Main Street values to our clients and the communities we serve. Our clients get it on a daily basis. They get it every month when we do a review with them. But the community now has access to, you know, our solutions. And we're happy to bring Wall Street to Main Street. We're having a little fun doing it in the process, Bogey. And I'm just excited for what we've done so far. And uh, we look forward to five more. 
10 more, 15 more. So uh, one at a time, you know, with that, we want to make sure that uh, the listeners understand that we're going to discuss things that are timeless and timely in the stock market. So it might be about market moves and COVID-19. It also might be about long-term strategies that are timeless, whether that's 401k and retirement planning, et cetera. So we're always going to have as a backdrop some um, cliches in there. Uh, One is if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. (laughs) Back to the Father's Day reference. This just came uh, to me, but to my children, this will be a quick parenting moment for anyone listening. I tell my children, MGD, make good decisions. That's something that I learned early on as a father, that instead of telling your child, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, make good decisions. And it just puts a different uh, responsibility on the situation. And here at our firm, we tell ourselves to make good decisions on behalf of our clients. And we tell our clients that they should also be making good decisions. So as it relates to the market that we're in and the community that we're talking to and the investment opportunities that everyone's talking about right now, just take your time, do your work and make good decisions. MGD. Perfect transition here. And again, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, Search the What Do We Do podcast. You can find it on all streaming platforms. Download, subscribe, share, listen. Give us feedback, please. uh, And make sure you follow Great Lakes Wealth and the What Do We podcast pages, uh, or What Do We Do podcast pages, to keep up on on all the latest info and everything that we have going on. All right. So I want to dive in. Speaking of making good decisions, hashtag MGD right there. 401k is one thing where you need to make sure that you are early and often setting yourself up so that, you know, by the end of your life or closer to the end of your life when you just want to relax, you know, maybe you want to be able to do things that you weren't able to do or afforded the opportunity to do when you had a family, when you're working all the time, that is something that has to start very early early on. And, you know, as someone who's, I think I've had a 401k only for like, you know, five, six years now. And I'm like, wait, 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 I got to get to how much, you know, over the next 40 years before I'm going to be good enough, you know, to be able to relax and retire. It, it can be a little overwhelming for somebody, you know, that's younger. So I guess in the making good decisions category, what's, what's your biggest piece of advice when you are talking about the 401k and when and how to get started? Thank you for that, uh, that, uh, that overview of uh, what, we need to look at long term, right? Um, For the podcast listeners out there, if you work for a for-profit company, it's called a 401k. If you work at a non-profit organization, it's called a 403b. So for hospital employees, for city employees, a 403b is the same category, if you will, for retirement savings through your employer as the 401k. So we'll just say 401k here on out, but 403b means the same thing. Is the the same thing. Is there really a a difference in allocation in in anything? No, that's just just the tax code for a company that's a nonprofit versus a profit, right? So the rules are the same and how much you can put in and that sort of thing. As I will always say in uh, subjects like this, you should consult your personal tax advisor or your personal financial advisor for your specific situation. When we're going to talk about contribution limits and how much you should put in and where you should put it, we're going to talk generalities here, common sense. We always say we want to take the complicated and make it common sense, right? So along those lines, we're going to talk today about retirement planning through your employer, 
401k, 403b. There are some others, but we're going to kind of keep it simple at this point. So what, what would the first piece of advice be, I, I suppose, when you're talking about setting yourself up for, you know, retirement and, and you know, obviously utilizing the, the employee potential match and, you know, making sure that you're putting as much in, I, I would assume it's, hey, get started as early as possible, invest as much as you can within reason to make sure you're setting yourself up and building over time. That's exactly right. Start now. Start now. Talk to your employer the day that you're hired and ask, when can I contribute to the 401k? That's the first thing. And then the second one is, how much can I put in? Or if you're in a situation where it's how little can I put in, but ask that question and make sure you start with that. It was impressed upon me really early on um, that you need to take advantage of an employer match. You know that you know what if they're going to offer it to you, that's essentially free money or free contribution, you know, to your your 401k or 403b potentially uh, if that's what it is. How critical is that to make sure that okay, you obviously want to put in your contribution and get yourself set up, but if an employer is going to offer something and match what you're putting in, you want to make sure that you can do it if you can afford to do so. Yes. So for our podcast listeners, the 401k match means just that. The employer will match what you put in up to a certain dollar amount or up to a certain percentage. So if you put in $3,000 for the year for your retirement benefit, your employer will match that same $3,000, right? So simple concept. So you have to understand that that is truly free money. On the financial planning course that we're on now with COVID-19, we've talked about three things. The first one is COVID-19. You need to make sure that you have three to six months of money set aside for a rainy day. You need to have three to six months of your expenses in escrow, right? So that you can survive if something were to happen. Follow me, Bogey? Mm -hmm. Number two, you need to make sure that your debt is taken care of. You need to make sure that you've uh, recycled your debt. You've re, you know, renegotiated your debt so that you can have everything set aside for the first part of investing. Still with me? Mm-hmm, absolutely. So first is three to six months set aside. Then you need to have your debt under control, no large credit card balances, et cetera. But then the third one, it is invest in your 401k up into the match amount. No matter what, that should be number three in the one, two, three of investing. 401k match up until the maximum that your employer is going to give you the free money. Now, if you can afford to reasonably, and it's within your budget, to put in even more on top of what, you know, say you get a three or 5% match, you know, from your company, you're putting in the five, they're matching that. What if you wanted to put in another five? What if you wanted to put, if you can afford it, is that something you would advise or is that maybe you should invest it elsewhere or do something a little bit different with your money? I guess, what would your piece of advice be on, on something like that? This goes to what your individual plan and your individual needs are. Every family and every situation is different. But back to the match real quick. What if your company doesn't match? I've had many, many clients come in and say, my company doesn't match. I'm not doing my 401k. They don't match. 
I'm not doing my 401k. And I turn around and say, they offer you a 401k. It's a benefit and a bonus if they would do a match of some sort. But again, in the world of just setting yourself up, some companies may not have 401ks. Some nonprofits may not have a 403b for their employees. So then you have to go into the other world of IRAs and Roth IRAs and things we can talk about as well. But in the situation of if there's a 401k available, put your money in. And yes, you should, if you can afford it, max it out. Max it out, not minimum it out. And a max it out for this year, 2020, is $19,500. And if you're over age 50, you can do a catch-up provision, which is $6,500 more. So that's $26,000 in total contributions that you can put in. That's over $2,000 a month. I don't know if we all can afford to do that, but that's what you should strive to do, strive to have happen. Well, that's the beauty of the the podcast here is it's not one size fits all. Everyone has different needs. Everyone's in a different, you know, financial position potentially, and everyone's at a different stage. You know, maybe you're early on just getting going. Maybe you're in your, you know, money making years, 30 to 40. Maybe you're getting close to retirement, you know, late 40s and 50s, maybe early 60s, something like that. So that's really, you know, a, a good thing that we can kind of make sure we're talking about here. Something different for everyone. It's not just, you know, your situation is going to be way different than somebody else's. So I I guess along those lines, is there, I suppose, something that you should consider? Say, Say you don't have the match, okay? Because like you said, not everyone gets it. Say maybe you're a small business owner and you have to invest money, you know, yourself or you have to find a way essentially to put money away long term. And that's something that's really prevalent right now. How would you go about doing it? Is that where somebody like you would come in? Is that where a financial advisor potentially would come in so you can figure out how to make sure you're saving enough so that down the line you can retire comfortably? Yes. So you need to figure out what are your expenses going to be in retirement. Everyone wants to know how much money do I have to have when I'm going to retire? Scary, too. When we say, well, what year are you going to retire? Are you going to retire at 60, 65, 70? Maybe you're going to retire at 40? I don't know what. So, so all of it's dependent on what age you plan to retire and how much you plan to need to live on during that retirement. And everyone's different and every situation should be, you know, analyzed specifically. Go to our website, www.greatlakeswealth.us, and we have calculators galore. One is your retirement calculator. So you plug in some information, how much you make now with inflation, what that would be when you want to retire. And you can just go through a series of questions to figure out what you might need, right? So a lot of variables, but it's exciting when you can start early and get going on it. It's anxiety or it's anxious if you're looking, didn't start early enough and didn't get there. So that's the situation that you have to understand that you have to evaluate and then make a move towards uh towards completing the task. Is there, I mean, we talk about this not being one size fits all. Everyone has, you know, their own scenario and all of that. But is there, in your mind at least, almost a a minimum? Like you, no matter really who you are, single, married, whatever it might be, kids, no kids, it doesn't really matter. Is there almost that that minimum amount where you're going to need to get to this specifically to be able to retire and, and, you know, 
be able to do it essentially, like I said, comfortably? So I don't really think so because okay. every person is different. Every situation is different. I think a lot of people, a lot of you know, people that I talk to say, I need a million dollars at retirement. I think 10 years ago, people said, I need to save a million dollars. And then five years ago, it was... I'm not going to even make it on a million dollars. And now I think people are actually, yeah, I think a million dollars might be fine. I think that it's an arbitrary number that actually makes no sense. I think when you're when you're really aggressively getting there, and if you put $20,000 away a year in your 401k, basically maxing it out under age 50, 10 years, that's $200,000 you put away without any growth. So let's just say you get a 7.2% return and that compounded growth doubles that account in 10 years. Now you got 400,000 and there'd be actual additional catch-ups and things that could happen. But so through there, it's not too much to think that you can get to a million dollars. But the sooner you start, the sooner that compounding happens. Again, you got to check out these calculators. But if you're 20 years old and you put in $5,000 and it doubles every 10 years, 20 years old, 5,000. When you're 30, you got 10,000. From 30 to 40, your 10 is worth 20,000. 40 to 50, your 20,000 is worth 40,000. 50 to 60, your 40,000 is worth 80,000 bucks just because you put that 5,000 in that one time. Forget about compounding, forget about growth. That's significant. You know, it's it's interesting, and um, I certainly am, am one of the people that I guess subscribes to this theory. But um, I, I am somebody who has revenue streams from multiple you know areas, I guess. And you know, you utilize you know one revenue stream potentially to handle your your monthly bills. Maybe you use the other revenue stream potentially to uh, you know if you if, if I have that luxury, other people have that luxury to put towards retirement. You know, things of that nature. Is is that something that you think is a growing thing where the side hustle? is, you know, kind of almost a different way of being able to have money and invest money and be able to save later on? Is that something you're noticing with some of your clients or no? Yes, absolutely. Um, The average millionaire has seven distinct income streams. They have their primary and they have six others and some are called active, some are called passive, and some are called your retirement. And that could be social security, that could be living off of that 401k we're talking about. So yes, the average millionaire, according to the research that I've done, has seven sources of income. The majority of them are passive. So that goes back to investing and several of those passive include investing, whether it's in the market and stocks that pay dividends or into other income investments that pay dividends or distributions out. So absolutely. So not a shock for any of the any of the people listening out there. No, I'm not a millionaire. I don't have seven different streams of income. So I, I guess you know so a little bit less than that. The conversation can shift to you know you need to invest. You need to make sure you're making some decisions on the side. Maybe not millionaire you know type of investments or anything. But you brought up the IRA Roth IRA. That was something that I I, I got in on you know early on, and that's something where like you talked about, there is a certain percentage that you can put in you know every single year. Is that a smart thing to do on the side of, say, a 401k, a 403b, or or I guess what are the catches when it comes to that? So we're going to circle all the way back to the 401k because they're part 
and parcel the same and part and parcel separate. So back to the 401k real quick. Inside most employer plans, there is a, a Roth provision inside of it. So you actually, when you sign up for your 401k or 403b, you need to decide, am I going to do the traditional or am I going to do the Roth option? I would encourage anyone who's under age 50 to do the Roth option inside their 401k. Outside of the 401k, you may not be able to do the Roth contribution because of income uh, parameters that are there. But also, besides the time that it would take to make money back, under age 50, Roth IRA is usually what we would recommend inside your 401k. Again, speak to your tax professional for your specific situation. Also, when it comes to your 401k, we didn't talk about dollar cost averaging yet. When you go into a 401k, you're not just drop, dropping down $19,500 January 1st. You're not just dropping down the $6,000 that the employer is matching. You're taking some out of every paycheck. You're taking 5% of your paycheck. 10% of your paycheck, and it goes every pay period. Some people are blessed to be paid every week. Some are blessed to be paid every two weeks. Some employers now don't pay their employees but once a month. And so you a, have to figure out how to manage your expenses <laughs> just getting one big paycheck a month. If you're going to be going, check out our prior podcast, if you're going to be going on your app to do some gambling, that's not going to be you know the best of intention, best of outcomes, perhaps. But with dollar cost averaging, in this environment, with the stock market, the volatility being down in price, all that we believe we have coming in front of us, this is not the time to plug all your money in and buy today and hope for the best. In a situation where it goes up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, you want a dollar cost average. What does that mean? It means putting in the same amount over a long period of time because if you're buying some Friday on payday and the stock market was up a little bit, you're buying less shares. The next pay period, the stock market has dropped, then you're just buying more shares. You're buying the same dollar amount, but the shares you buy are less. So you're buying less when it's higher, you're buying more when it's lower. And over time, we hope that we hope that the trend of the last 100 plus years continues, which we certainly believe it will, where the trend will be much higher. So buying these shares and accumulating these shares now will you know, pay huge dividends later. So in your 401k, not your side hustle, not other things that you might be doing, this is where you're putting money in on a consistent basis that will pay dividends later and it will reduce your, your cost and give you a higher outcome. We talked about you know not having a one-size-fits-all. So clearly, there are going to be people maybe above the age of 50. You're getting closer to that retirement you know period. I guess at that point, when you're within maybe 10 years, 15 years of really starting to consider, okay, I, you know, I, I'm getting tired of working. I, I hope that I'm comfortable enough to be able to do so sooner than later. What, what are the steps that if someone like that maybe needs to take at that point when you're like to that threshold, essentially, where you feel like you're close? So... Number one, you need to take advantage of that catch-up provision. So you need to be adding as much and much and much as you can to get to the largest dollar amount that you can before you retire. That's why the catch-up provision is there. You follow me so far? Mm -hmm. Okay. And on top of that, you have a larger pile, most likely. The longer that you've been in, the more that it's grown to. Is that fair? Absolutely. So guess what? You do not want to have your retirement be April 1st, 2020, when the market crashed and by bottomed March 23rd, 2020 here in the short term. Also fair. Mm -hmm. So as your 
portfolio is growing or as you have a balance that becomes sizable, you need to manage it for risk. You need to put it in a more balanced or more safe scenario where you will be insulated from a drawdown or a market drop more so than you are about trying to make sure that you're making extra money. So based upon where the market is, if it's at a really high watermark, you really want to take your existing pile of assets in the plan and make it very conservative. And then with new contributions on a monthly basis, maybe be aggressive. So we're actually having a lot of conversations with our clients right now about their current 401k plans that we don't manage. We don't have any current vested interest in other than making sure that our clients are managing that large sum of money um, appropriately given the volatility that we're going to see you know, for the, for the future. Hey guys, it's Bogey from the What Do We Do podcast. And given the current economic and financial climate, I'd like to let you know Great Lakes Wealth is waiving all fees up to 12 months when you open an account with GLW by June 30th. So there's still some time to get involved and begin investing your money with Great Lakes Wealth. If you're thinking about getting professional investment help and would like to be as smart as possible with your money, let Dewey Stefan and the team at Great Lakes Wealth manage your money and get you thinking about and investing in your future. You can keep up with Great Lakes Wealth every single day by visiting greatlakeswealth.us and follow GLW on all forms of social media. All right, so we're talking about IRAs and Roth IRAs and you know making sure that you're you're taking money and you're you're putting it away and allocating it obviously in the right manner because you want to make sure that you have enough money once you finally get to that age to be able to retire, but Something that that I've seen recently, something that you and I have actually, you know, discussed is the CARES Act. And I, I guess I'd be curious to know what exactly that is, what potential advantages there might be for people, and whether or not you think, you know, it is something that you should really look into right now. The 2020 Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Securities Act. That's a mouthful. Also known as the <laughs> CARES Act. You got it, Bogey. It's very important. All of us should have received by now $1,200 per person, as well as $500 per child under 17, if you have an income you know, that's basically less than 198000 for a family, right? So that's one of the most important pieces of the CARES Act, is to give a little stimulus to the families that are all struggling through the coronavirus uh, situation. Fair? Absolutely. Okay. And then the second part of the CARES Act is it's waiving the required minimum distributions that retirees or those that have uh, retirement accounts that are over age 70 and a half have to take an amount out each year. So with a required minimum distribution, if you're 70 and a half or older, you're required to take money out of your retirement accounts uh, so the IRS can tax you on those monies. Those have been waived for this year. That's another important piece of the CARES Act. What we can talk about in terms of your 401k and your IRA and maybe the Roth IRA or how they can all come together is through the retirement plan and distribution and contribution concepts of the CARES Act. With the CARES Act, you can take up to $100,000 out of your 401k without penalty, without taxes to help you survive. You have three years to put it back in or pay the taxes. In a situation like this, and we're talking about surviving before thriving, any family that's listening, any podcast listener out there, and you have money in a 401k, but you don't think you should touch it because you 
are going to pay a tax or pay a penalty, but you can't feed your family right now. That's what the CARES Act penalty-free, tax-free withdrawal of your 401k uh, balance was for. Get you access to some funds if you have been furloughed from your position, et cetera. Make sense, Mm -hmm. Kyle? Absolutely. So along with that, you can take the money out and use it to retire debt. You can use it to um, pay any bills you might have, but you can also use it to invest. So you can take the $100,000 out of your 401k and you can put it into your own IRA, individual retirement account. There's now no taxes. There's now no penalties. But now you're not subject to just the investment options inside your 401k. In your IRA, you can now invest in an individual plan that you've built, hopefully with a financial advisor. You also could then convert that to a Roth IRA if it made sense based upon income levels and other things. And then that Roth IRA would be tax-free growth forever after the initial tax was paid. The third concept in there is you can take the money out of the 401k, invest it, whether it's into one of those seven income streams that we talked about, or just into a traditional investment account. And you can have the profits, you can have the growth, you can have the capital gains, and you just have to take the initial amount that you took out up to the 100000 and put it back into your 401k within three years, or there's some uh, taxes and some penalties. So it allows people who need access to some money that have a 401k and might not have much else, the opportunity to take it out and diversify and maybe grab another income stream. Now, certainly, if you, if you need the money, clearly that's what this is for. And that's you know obviously an opportunity for you to be able to take advantage of that. But on the other side of it, if you can afford and you are doing fine you know with, with your uh, your your what you're investing in your retirement package you know how you're paying your bills and all that is this something where you could almost take advantage of this opportunity in this act like you said and invest is that something that you would advise to be able to we've talked about the market being down and potentially it coming back but not coming back for a year or two is that something that people should really look into as well if you have that ability yes so every situation requires a specific analysis to understand exactly what the risks are and the reward opportunities are but in that case absolutely you can take the money out and you can put it into an IRA and you can invest it into some vehicle that might have a guaranteed rate of return of 5%. You could have another income stream. You could take it, invest it into a non-qualified, again, a non-IRA, a traditional account, and invest it into whatever it is that you want to invest it in. And as long as you have the ability to put whatever you took out back in within three years, those excess profits or the income that's generated is now held outside of the account and um, available for your use. Now, there are negatives in terms of compounded growth inside your 401k. Money outside of your 401k does not get the compounded tax-deferred growth. Putting it into your IRA would allow that and just have a different investment uh, strategy that you could get into. So all this to say, it's a very, very intriguing opportunity. Talk to a professional, see if it's right for you before you do it. But it's an opportunity that's there. Absolutely. All right. So we went deep on retirement 
investing for your future, making sure that you're going to have enough, you know, down the line to be able to comfortably walk away and live a good life. Is there anything else that you want to make sure, you know, we hit on and we get to here? Just again, for people who you could be younger, you could be, you know, middle of the road, still working, you could be close to the end that, that you just, hey, you need to make sure that you're keeping that, that, that this in mind. Take advantage of today's opportunity. Get started now, whether it's in your 401k, whether it's just investing in general, get started now. Recognize that volatility creates opportunity. This is the (laughs) generational opportunity to invest. You have to take your time, you have to do your work, but you have to recognize that the markets are down now and they're going to be up and down, up and down, up and down. But after this situation eases and we move forward long term, the markets will be substantially higher, substantially higher. All right. We appreciate you guys tuning in. A lot to go on there, you know, from a retirement standpoint. Please continue to subscribe, download, share, like us, comment on all of the social channels as well. And of course, you can keep up uh, with Great Lakes Wealth and everything they're doing on a daily basis. Just simply go to www.greatlakeswealth.us and please follow us on all of their social channels to keep it up because Great Lakes Wealth, you also have the What Do We Do podcast, social media channels. Please, again, make sure you're following, you're liking, you're subscribing, you're commenting. Uh, We look forward to uh, next week's episode here on the What Do We Do podcast. The opinions expressed in this program are for general information purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or any specific security. It's only intended to provide education about the financial industry. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Any indices referenced for comparison are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. As always, please remember investing involves risks and possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a licensed professional.